Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Monica T, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. And today is Friday, March 18th, 2016. And today we are reading from the big book. We are in the chapter, We Agnostics. We will be reading on page 45. We will be starting with the first full paragraph there. And today's readers are the 12 Steps, Stacey T., the 12 Traditions, Christine M. Our text readers are Judy S., Rachel N. M., Blossom, and our newcomer greeter today is Devorah S. The reference number for yesterday, Thursday, the 17th day of March, 2016, is 8545, 8545. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Stacy T. to read the 12 steps for us, please. Good morning. This is Stacy T. in Ohio. <clears throat> Here are the steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compose our ears and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. My pass. Thank you, Stacey T. I will now ask Christine M. to read the 12 Traditions. Christine M., star one, to unmute. We can't hear you. Please.
Yeah, sorry, Monica, I was muted. This is Christine M., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Missouri, the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are the trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, thus problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Ten, so I'm sorry, nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. 10, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service when I pass. Thank you, Christine M. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature that we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinent requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book. We are in the chapter, We Are We Agnostics. We are on page 45, and we will be starting with the first paragraph. And I am going to ask Judy S. if she would read for us, please. Thank you so much. My name is Judy S. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from upstate New York. Lack of power. That was our dilemma. We had to find a power by which we could live, and it had to be a power greater than ourselves, obviously. But where and how were we to find this power? My name is Judy. I'm a compulsive overeater from uh, upstate New York. Yeah, um, that is a dilemma. (laughs) It's that, um, you know, I have to 
realize that I am powerless. I have no power over this disease. You know, way back in the doctor's opinion, we learned that, um, you know, we have an allergy of the body and an obsessive of the mind. And so I can't stop from picking up again. And so because I am powerless over that, what am I going to do? Um, and it's, it is, a, it was a, a huge dilemma for me. Um, and so I have written here in my big book, we had to find a power by which we could live. And then I added, or else we die. <laughs> Because those are the only two choices. I have to choose, if I'm going to live, my only choice is to, if I'm going to live without compulsive overeating, I, I only have one choice now because I've tried everything else and it didn't work. Um, you know, as I've heard people share on this line, you know, this is the last house on the block. This is the the tent in the backyard in the last house on the block, you know, I've tried everything. And if this if if, you know, if I don't find a power by which I can live, I'm going to die. And that power had to be, and then this is, you know, in italics, a power greater than ourselves. And then I love that it just says, obviously, <laughs> but you know what, it wasn't too, it wasn't so obvious to me. Um, it took me a long time and, and the, 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 the people have heard me say this before on the line, but I feel like I can't say it enough is that I knew I was powerless. I knew I was a compulsive overeater, but I had never accepted it. And when you accept something, you know, it's like, okay, I've accepted it. Now what am I going to do about it? And I had to work really hard. And then, you know, and then the last thing is a question, but where and how will we define this power? Well, that's what's so lovely about this book and this meeting, because that question is going to be answered. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Judy. And we're going to open up the floor here to whoever would like to share on this paragraph. This is Bella. Can I share? Bella. Lynn, Tina, Bella, Lynn, Larry, Larry. Okay, we'll go with that to begin with. Tina, Tina S, Bella G, Lynn, I don't know your last initial. You'll have to give it to us. And Larry K. All right, Tina, you're up and then Bella. Thanks, Monica. Tina S, compulsive eater, anorexic in Florida. Wow. This has got to be my favorite paragraph, the big book about Cox Anonymous, because if I don't believe this of myself, then I don't have a shot, you know, and lack of power, state of being without, you know, power is the ability. And, you know, I like it. It gives me all specific instructions of what my problem is. And then later on, Bill is fabulous with his writings. He, he kind of gives me, he, not kind of, he does give me the solution for the first hundred. You know, and it tells me that I have a dilemma, and that's a problem. You know, and then it says we had to find a power by which we could live. You know, so I had to discover something new because what I was doing certainly was not working. It gave me a, a seat in several uh, 12-step programs. You know, and, and it says it had to be a power greater than myself, and that's italicized. And I've always heard that when Bill italicizes something in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, you better look at it a few times, more than once. 
And, uh, and you know, and I love that work. Obviously, clearly what I was doing was not working, so clearly it had to be something different to me. And, you know, and I was also told that if I were greater than myself, from where I could start right exactly where I was, and it had to be just be something different than me, you know, and, and that helped me. Uh, that helped me tremendously for a period of time. And then, you know, it, and, and I loved it. It was already shared. And then, it, then there's the question, but where and how will we define this power? Now, how am I going to find the solution to my problem so that I can be free of my seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, which manifested itself in compulsive eating in many ways, you know, one day at a time, and then further on, we're going to get that answer. So with that, I pass. Thank you, Tina S. Bella G., you're up, and then it'll be Lynn. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Bella G., and I'm a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Monica, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line, by which we could live. Wow, so strong for me. Yes, before program, I had a belief, but really, you know, didn't bring me to live, to feel that I am living. I believed in God as a religious person, but God for me was so far away for me, I didn't be, well, I believed in him, but God, I didn't bring God into my everyday life. You know, God is there. I am here. I have the power to live. You know, nobody will change or is involved in my life. For sure not in my overeating problem. And, you know, this belief, this kind of belief, didn't bring me to live. I was living maybe physically. My years were going up every year, but I didn't live. I was a dead person. You know, I was angry. I was upset. I was disappointed. Um, you know, I didn't have good and normal and healthy relationship, not with myself, not with nobody. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I am not there anymore. Today, I accept and I believe that I am powerless, and not because it's a punishment, not at all. I am powerless because I am human, and this is the way God created not only me, the whole human being, and today I am connected to God, that for me he is the higher power, and it's a God that loves me and accepts me, and yes, I am powerless. I, I did mistakes, and I will continue to do mistakes. And today I have a, the opportunity, you know, to be connected to myself, not to my ego, not to my power, to love myself and to accept myself because I am connected to a, to a loving and, and accepting power. And today, yes, today I live. Today I live in freedom. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Bella G. And Lynn, you're up, and if you'd tell us the initial to your last name, please, and then it'll be Larry K. Good morning. This is Lynn S. from Toronto, Canada. I, I'm just amazed by the power of the big book. This paragraph speaks to me right where I am, right here, right now. And again, it's that same line by which we could live. I just came back from a three-week holiday, and I've been back for a week now. And I can't get myself together. 
I just can't do it. You know, I'm abstinent, thank you, God, but I don't know whether it's jet lag, I don't know whether it's just that sort of glow you get when you're away and coming back and not wanting to do it. I don't know what it is, but what I do know is I cannot live this way. I won't be able to live, I won't be able to continue, and I'm just so grateful because here I am, I've been in program since 1989, I've been uh, abstinent, I can't remember now whether it's 16, 17, 18 months, something like that. But what's so amazing to me is here I am, and this is what I love about program, here I am yet again right now, right here, right here. And if I want to live, I must find a power greater than myself to get me back where I was or just to get me back on track or just to live. It's that simple. I am so grateful for this amazing program that we have. I am so grateful for the big book. Thank you, God, that we're here. And I don't even have to figure out what to do because as I continue to read the book, it's going to tell me. And the hope that I'm getting from this particular line, these few words in this line right now, is I know it's going to be okay. I know what I have to do. There is a power greater than myself. I have to connect with it. I am so grateful. It just amazes me how a few words in the book of Alcoholics Anonymous can totally change my life again. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Lynn S. and Larry K. You're up. Good morning, Monica. Good morning, Larry K., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Um, so, you know, what it tells us here, of course, is that, you know, that famous statement, right, or infamous statement, lack of power, that was our dilemma. We hear that so often that I don't know about you, but for me, you know, early on in program, it could lose its, um, its meaning for me. You know, I mean, was this what it comes down to? I mean, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous is, is, is telling us that lack of power, that was our dilemma. Yeah, see, for me, that means the reason I couldn't stop, the reason I couldn't stay stopped, was not because I lacked wisdom. It wasn't because I lacked knowledge, uh, nor was it a lack of morals, like the book mentions that we read, you know, before. Um, it was a lack of power. And if I lack power, then it just makes sense that my solution is going to be tapping into that power. Now, I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, in the room that I'm in right now, um, you know, there's some outlets, you know, electrical outlets um, surrounding me here. And I've been aware of them. Actually, the first, (laughs) one of my first awareness that, that I recall, awareness that I had of an outlet was when I was about three years of age. I remember this. And I I was, you know, it was before the days that they baby-proofed, uh, you know, child-proof rooms, and I, sure enough, I stuck my, I put my mouth right up to one, I swear I did, and uh, zap, um, despite what my mother told me to do, and uh, then I was aware, and ever since then, I am fully aware of these outlets. The thing is, is you can have an awareness of a power source, you don't even really need to know why it, you know, lights up your room, or, you know, gives you power for your appliances and so forth. I don't need to know how it works. I just know that it's there and I have to plug into that if I want that power to flow. See, that's, that's kind of how this works for me here. Um, you, you can't just have an awareness 
of where the power source is, that there might be a power source, you've got to use the mechanism in which to plug into that power source so the power can flow freely to you. That's exactly what this program has meant to me. So lack of power being my dilemma, okay, I can accept that. Now what am I going to do about it? Am I going to plug my, my appliance in so the power can flow to me? And that's the steps here worked in sequence, worked completely from end to end so that the power can flow through to you, whatever that power is for you, but it can flow into you. That's what happened to me. Lack of power was my dilemma. It's not just a concept. It was a literal truth for me. And now the power flows freely through through me, and I'm nothing special. There's nothing special about me here. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks, Larry. And would anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? Nessa R. Hi, Nessa. Martha D. Was that Martha? Yes. Martha D. Okay. Austin Mary K. Mary K. Teresa D. Teresa D. I heard somebody R. I think. Austine R. Austine. Austine, yes. Austine. Alice M. Alice. Okay, we've got quite a nice little lineup here. Let me tell you what I have. And somebody, would everyone please mute? There's an echo. Nessa R. Martha D. Mary K. Teresa D. Austine R. And Alice M. So Nessa R., you're up, and then it'll be Martha D. Good morning. My name is Nessa R. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. To me, the most beautiful phrase in this paragraph, maybe even this, this whole book, is a power by which we could live. You know, when I came into the rooms, I, I already I already had I already had a higher power. I already had a higher power and it was the food. Um, it was a definitely a power greater than myself. If you threw me into a ring um, against the food, I, I would lose hands down. Even today, even in the recovered state by which I've been in the past four years and a bit, if you throw me into a ring with the food, I, I will lose. So it's definitely a power greater than myself. And I also believe in God. What I didn't know, and I, and I did pray, I guess a modicum of prayer, um, but what I didn't know is that I was blocked from God. And, you know, the food was a power by which I was dying. The food wanted me dead. And if not dead, at least fat and miserable and crazy. Um, I had to get myself unblocked from God, and I didn't know that. I mean, I, I arrived in the room 13 years ago, and for the first nine years, you know, doing what I was told, nothing was really clicking. Nothing was really clicking. And then finally I met my sponsor who took me through the, the steps in the big book. And I developed a brand new relationship with the God of my forefathers that I, I would have never even have thought possible. And it actually, um, it was thanks to the program that I came, I was never religious. Um, I came back to the practices and, and religion of, of my forefathers. But in a in such a such a um, quality kind of way, because I am I am blo- I am unblocked from him um, through the through the practice of the twelve steps, which I continue to use every single day, moment by moment, and it is a power by which I am living a life 
that I would have never thought uh, possible. And, you know, my circumstances have changed a little from where I was 13 years ago, but my life has changed 180 degrees. And it is all because the steps have unblocked me from the power by which I could live and by which I am living now. And I'm so grateful, and I pass. Thank you, Nessa R. Martha D., you're up, and then it'll be Mary Kay. Good morning. Uh, Thank you for your service. And this is Martha D. from Pennsylvania, a recovering compulsive overeater. Uh, But where and how were we to find this power? For me, it was a stumbling block also, uh, starting the steps. But I think we have a tool in OA that is really good that they asked me to write a one ad. What would I put in for a one ad for my higher power? That really helped me. I could write every single thing down that this power would do for me. And believe me, that worked for me. Um, My higher power is kind of an aura around me and shields me, and I can hand anything over to my higher power, and I don't have to worry about it. My higher power takes these things from me and keeps me safe. Now, some days I have to remember to pause. And I know because we're human, you know, my impulse reactions are quicker than me thinking about, okay, that's right, I have this higher power around me. But when I remember, you know, my higher power is there one day at a time, uh, he or she keeps me safe. And I really like that tool that we are given to write uh, a one ad because that unblocked me into thinking about the God that I grew up with, but to have my own God uh, that works for me. So thank you very much, and I pass. Thank you, Martha D. Mary Kay, you're up, and then it'll be Teresa D. Good morning, everyone. This is Mary Kay, a grateful compulsive overeater from upstate western New York with a central New York number. Um, Thank you, everyone, for being on the line. Thank you for your service. Um, Short, powerful little paragraph. Um, I'm going to focus actually on both parts, um, the middle part and the end part. find a power by which we could live, and it had to be a power greater than ourselves. Um, I felt compelled to speak out this morning um, as a person who's had a faith life for a long time and has also believed I've had many spiritual experiences. Even I I know I have been touched by the hand of God. I know the day it happened. I know where it was. I know the circumstances. And, And, but... When and where to find, how do we find this power? I think what happened is, is for me, is I've learned that anything that separates me from God is relapse. And when I'm disconnected and the, and, and so I, I don't tap into the power. And, and what has changed in my faith like in my spiritual walk is when I was introduced to the steps and the process. And I have felt more connected and more spiritual experiences in the nine months that I've been in these rooms than I have in my 61 years of life. Um, I know this was all 
his work, God's work. That's who I choose to call my higher power. He brought me to these rooms because I was ready to listen. And I was willful and defiant in many ways in my life. And um, But whenever I got brought to my knees, I would come and I would have spiritual experiences. And the and to, to take care of the physical symptoms and, and that resulted in my morbid obesity, um, it took me a lot longer to see that God had me there too. And so where and how are we to find this power? Well, that was my new learning right here in these rooms. And thank you for everyone, and have a great and absent day, and I pass. Thank you, Mary Kay. Teresa D., you're up, and then it'll be Austin Hi. R. Hi, this is Teresa D. Um, I'm a compulsive reader, and, uh, you know, it, it's uh, it's funny uh, because I, not funny, but I I have um, found a power greater than myself, and, uh, you know, in a way that it's been explained to me is that, um, I, you know, I'm getting ready to go on vacation, and part of my vacation is a cruise. And um, basically, the cruises are smorgasbords of food. And, um, you know, my mind yesterday was starting to play like the, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, how are you going to stay absent, and all this other stuff. And then all of a sudden, it popped into my head, I got a higher power today. I don't have to worry about this. He's got my back. And, um, you know, that's a great feeling, a very great feeling to know that I don't have to worry about anything. It's all going to be taken care of. And for this control freak to have that, it's uh, amazing, simply, simply amazing. It's a miracle. And um, I thank God that I have that miracle today. So thank you. Thank you, Teresa D. Austin R., you're up, and then it'll be Alice M. Good, Good morning, Monica. Good morning, everyone. Monica, thank you so much for your service. This is Austin R. I am a grateful compulsive eater from Massachusetts. And was drawn to this uh, reading as I am so many on so many mornings, and and thank you all for your sharing. Um, you have moved me along in my program so significantly. Thank you for that. Um, just a couple of quick comments. You know, um, thinking back, I haven't been in program all that long, but thinking back, um, lack of power—that was our dilemma. I, I think if I were to read this as someone very new to program, I I would be in denial and disbelief because my life before program was about self-determination, you know, about taking care of me. I mean, I received messages, a very uh, message from a a parent on my um, writing to the first day of, of college, driving to the campus and being told, you'd have the world by the tail if you'd only lose weight. And that meant that I could do something about my weight. I mean, so I'm 18 years old and I had been trying to do something about my weight for 10 years or 11 or what have you. I was, you know, overweight by the age of 7, 8, and 9. And, you know, had had some personal, you know, academic accomplishments, professional accomplishments, whatever it is. And certainly was given the message that my being overweight was a moral issue. It was moral and ethical that I was, you know, the higher the scale, the the lower my worth, and and um, 
you know, so those are the messages that I received. Those are the messages I brought into program. Those are the messages that caused me to uh, move to isolation and to take care of myself, um, to develop an, an eating disorder, um, you know, to, to go to the drive throughs until I got enough of what I needed and then to go into my room and eat in isolation. But now, you know, realizing that I have a lack of power and, and, and thinking about step one, we, you know, it's not me. It was never intended that I, I deal with my disease in isolation. It was intended that I be among we's, among a fellowship that will help me work through this boundary that I'm trying to establish between myself and my food choices because I don't have a boundary. If left to my own devices, I um, will will hit every every drive through and uh, certainly rack up quite a few food though. But um, just quickly again, very grateful today to realize that I don't need to have the power. There is someone who does, and I can rest in Him and know that all 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 is well and all will be taken care of. So thank you so much for letting me share. Thank you, Austine R. Alice M., you're up, and then we're going to be moving on to the next paragraph. Good morning. This is Alice M., a food addict and bulimic from Florida. And um, it, it had to be a power greater than ourselves, obviously, but where and how are we to find this power? And as an atheist, um, I didn't really struggle with this. I, th- I think, I mean, I, again, you know, I was... I was kind of told I would I was struggling with this, but um, in all truth, I wasn't because um, you know as a we can, you know those that are out there on the line that don't believe in a traditional sense of God you know this is this is an easy step here um, not a step but it's an easy easy movement forward because I believe in a lot of things you know I believe in today you know I believe in the in the power in humanity you know I believe in and the goodness of people and their innate capacity to change for the good, which is what these steps is, are about. You know, and I, 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 you know, I came to believe in the principles inherent in these steps. You know, I came to believe in the transformative power of these steps. And I didn't come to believe in any of that until I started working it and doing it. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm staying abstinent and letting go of old ideas. I'm accepting a new way of living that is directly by a power outside of myself. And some interpret this transformation for themselves as guided by a God as, a tradi- as traditionally understood. But I see it as a result of peer support, empathy, mentor guidance that I get in the fellowship and with the sponsor and um, emotional reinforcement um, of this group membership. And you know, simply put for me, by myself, I am weak in fellowship with others I am strengthened. And I, you know, unlike Bill's implication in this chapter, we agnostics, the fellowship is not merely a temporary substitute. It is, in fact, all the higher power I need. Um, and there's, you know, I just, there's just many other sources that, that I have that are outside of my, more powerful than me, outside of myself. This, this, uh, this book, many parts of this book, you know, written by human beings, you know, and I, I get a lot of power out of, um, out of this book, especially chapters um, like The Doctor's Opinion and more about alcoholism. Those are two that move me the most. Um, and, you know, I, I get power in a fellowship in the fellowship that I, you know, in which I'm very connected and, you know, in the, uh, another group of people, you know, in a very structured form of OA that I work, there's, there's power, you know, there's, 
I get it in, in people, you know, in people. Um, you know, there's part in the big book that says, you know, probably no human power can relieve our compulsion or obsession. I can't remember what it says, our alcoholism. And, and for me, I guess I'm in that probably part because definitely I rely on people and humanity, and they are always there. It's not like they poof, go away. It's, it's I, I disconnect myself from that power um, in times when I'm not working a spiritual program. So, um, you know, this... The uh, you know finding the power is sometimes I just had to start working the steps and, and getting myself involved in the fellowship and there I found the power that strengthened me. I passed. Thank you, Alice M. And we're going to move on to the next paragraph now. And Rachel N. M. Could you read for us, please? Yes. Good morning. This is Rachel N. M. I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive reader and anorexic from Ohio. Well, that's exactly what this book is about. Its main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. That means we have written a book which we believe to be spiritual as well as moral. And it means, of course, that we are going to talk about God. Here difficulty arises with agnostics. Many times we talk to a new man and watch his hope rise, as we discuss his alcoholic problems and explain our fellowship. But his face falls when we speak of spiritual matters, especially when we mention God, for we have reopened a subject which our man thought he had neatly evaded or entirely ignored. Um, well, one question, if you're one of those that are, are have you had your face fall when you hear us talk about God, um, that you might consider is is what is your need? Because all of us came into this program because we had a need. We could not overcome our food obsessions by ourselves. Um, and so instead of, you know, I don't want this answer, instead think about what is my need? Do I need a power? Um, also might be a comfort to realize that nobody in this um well, I shouldn't say nobody will do it, but we try hard not to pressure um, or force anyone to find God or who that power is. You have, as a newcomer, you have um, the liberty and the time to do it as as God leads you, and we don't tell you how to do it. Um, and for me... I like to ask God questions about who he is. Um, Instead of telling him who he is, I like to say, um, you know, are you real? And if you don't believe, I mean, you can tell him. I I don't believe you're real, but are you? Who are you? What do you want me to know about you? Um, God, if God is God, he is well capable of um, showing himself to you. And... Um, it, the beginning of this paragraph says the main object of this book is to enable you to find a power and greater than yourself which, with which you'll be able to solve your problem. And what I love about the steps is it is the unblocking program. It did not change God. The thing it did was it, it unblocked me from God. And so any time that God 
my relationship with God gets fuzzy again, I have certain steps I can take to get me unblocked again. And um, because of this, I have not had to overeat or um, control my food and food behaviors um, for over two years now. And I praise God for that. And that's all I have to share. I pass. Thank you, Rachel N.M. All right. Who would like to share on this paragraph? Nancy, Nancy Aaron. Nancy. 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 <laughs> I didn't get anybody. The only person I got was Nancy R. Let's try it over again here. Gail. Reva P. Naomi. Ken. Melissa C. Melissa. All right, we're going to stop with that because let me, and then we'll add more if we have time. All right, this is what I've got. Nancy R., Gail T., Naomi B., Kim G., Melissa. Nancy R., you're up, and then it'll be Gail. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your service. Good morning. I'm Nancy Ara, a grateful, grateful, grateful recovered compulsive overeater. Its main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. Well, what is my problem? Initially, uh, like most of us, I, I was interested to say all of us, came in because of our compulsive overeating. The, for me, the obesity and the lack of control of my food. And eventually it wasn't so much being weighing 340 pounds, it was just the insanity of spending my days eating and eating and eating and eating and not being able to stop. That I thought was my my uh, problem. But I uh, came to understand, I've come to understand, that my main problem was living how to live life. And yesterday I had an example. Uh, yesterday life hit my family with a whammy. I mean, if I was not in this program, I would have been. I would have been going from store to store. From uh, I would have been in a food fog like you can imagine. But what did I do instead when I got this this terrific information, horrific information from my sister? I immediately said, God help, God help him. This is about her only child. I said, God help him. And then I said, God, show me what to do because my uh, emotions had begun to rage. And I picked up the phone. I started calling. I started talking about it. And I just started praying. And with, I mean, this is just so uh, the power of uh, this program but before an hour was over, the whole situation had reversed itself. Had reversed itself. Everything had worked out within an hour. And I said, you know, if I had been in the food, that would have been a binge wasted. Because God worked it out. God worked it out. So this, you know, when uh, when the, uh, these life things hit me and, and I lose my sense of perspective, I have a way of dealing with them today that I didn't have before. That's where my power comes from. The power comes from working these steps and using these tools. And I have to uh, listen and work. I have to do this every day. It's not a one-time. Every day I have to acknowledge I'm powerless. And I have to acknowledge that there is a power greater than me. Call it whatever you want to, but there is a power. And yesterday this power proved itself to, to me. 
in a way that I just cannot begin to explain. It would take me hours to tell you exactly what happened. But I know there is a power, and I'm so happy. I have no problems. For me, I call the power God, and God manifested itself in my life yesterday like never before. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Nancy R. Gail T., you're up, and then it'll be Naomi B. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Good morning, everyone. This is Gail T., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Texas. Okay, its main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. Not problems, your problem. That means we have written a book which we believe to be spiritual as well as moral. Well, the preceding's have been talking about how, on how all our philosophies and morals were useless to us. And then it says we have to find a power greater than ourselves. <clears throat> what I have discovered in this program is that my self-reliance was embedded with hatred, anger, fear, frustration, resentment, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that was, and, and all of that, those underlying emotions would drive me to eat. And plus, there's competitiveness and pride and lack of moral conduct and just everything. And so this program is bringing us into a place so to teach us what, our, what is contained in our self-reliance. And the program allowed me to actually get in touch. Other things along with this program have helped me. And so I have learned what are the driving forces. And the driving force is my self-reliance, which ends up being embedded with a lot of junk. And so if I give myself over to my higher power as the connective force, and there are a lot of connective forces out there that are invisible. It's not just the God of Judaism or Christianity or Muslims. It's just a lot of fourth dimensional aspects of life that are out there that we can tap into. And just like Alice said, the, the program itself is a higher power. So, But it's the self-reliance that gets us into so much trouble because we're, we are like drunkards or compulsive overeaters trying to direct our lives. I don't know if that made sense, but I'm going to pass right now, and thank, thank you for allowing me to share. Thank you, Gail T. Naomi B., you're up, and then it'll be Kim G. Is there a Naomi? <laughs> Good morning, Monica. It's Naomi, but it wasn't me. I'm listening today. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, dear. Good morning to my family. All right. We'll move on to Kim G then. Kim, get you up. You're up. <laughs> Good morning, Monica. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. Well, we were, we had a question: where, 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 and how are we going to find this power? And the answer is: well, that's exactly what this. Oops, I hit my timer. Well, that's exactly what this book is about. But I'm going to talk about that word exactly. It's a very exact word exactly. You know, if we go to the doctor and he gives us a diagnosis of a certain illness and he says, okay, I have this medicine and you need to take it three times a day with food for two weeks. 
And what happens with me is, you know, maybe I don't have time to, you know, have it with some food. And I don't take it with food. And then my stomach starts to bother me and I get annoyed. You know, or maybe I take it two times a day because I forget to take it that third time a day. And then I get annoyed because I'm not feeling better. Or most commonly what happens with me is I'll follow the directions of three times a day with food and five, six days later, I'm feeling better, so I don't take it for the full two weeks. And then I relapse and I go back to the doctor and I say that medicine didn't work. And what the doctor will tell me, no, the problem is you didn't follow my directions exactly. And isn't that true with us? We come in and we are told exactly what to do in this book. How do we recover? How do I keep the food down? How do I get out of this misery? And the big book tells us exactly what to do. And we do it sort of, kind of, and then we complain because we're not getting the results. Or more commonly, we start to follow directions until we start to feel better, and then we stop doing it, and then we come back to a meeting or a sponsor and say, I don't understand why I relapse. You know, I find often when people come back from relapse, we often think it's because something really bad happened. More commonly, I'm finding now, it's when life is going good and we don't feel like we need to follow these directions and then we pick up because, because you know, we don't feel like we need this power anymore. You know, a dear fellow sent me this wonderful article by Dr. Sulkworth and he talked about why people are so mystified by relapse. He said relapse is very simple. That alcoholism, compulsive overeating, is like any other disease. You know, if I am a diabetic and I start to follow directions and I don't feel those symptoms of diabetes, often diabetics will become non-compliant. And when they become non-compliant and they have an episode, the doctor isn't surprised. Listen, I told you what you had to do to maintain not, you know, maintain your diabetes. You didn't do it. You relapsed. And yet when it comes to this, this disease of compulsive overeating, we're given this exact set of directions. We don't do the directions. And then we're stupefied. How did we relapse? It's very simple. Just like a diabetic or someone with heart disease or someone with any other disease, if we do not follow the simple directions, we will relapse. There is no mystery in it. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim G. And Melissa, you're up. Hi, good morning. It's Melissa C., a recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And, um, you know, this chapter is just so powerful for me because I am someone whose face, you know, dropped when God was mentioned, when spirituality was spoken. You know, I, I was um, relieved when I learned about the problem because now I had some answers. You know, I wasn't um I wasn't alone in this. There this wow, this really existed. But then when I was told really what the solution was, um, my face fell. I I was really closed off to God and I felt um you know, I didn't I don't know if I believed or didn't believe, but I just didn't believe in it for me. And, um, you know, and, and I was prejudiced against it. And, and yet I needed something by which I could live. And so, um, you know, I sort of picked through this program um, like a buffet, you know, taking the things that I wanted. I remember hearing that. Take what you want and leave the rest. And so, 
you know, I kind of um, didn't follow it exactly. And, and I'm so grateful for what Kim just said because that really, for me, was the answer. When I decided um, that my suffering, I was dying, I could feel myself dying, and I couldn't stand it anymore, I decided to follow it exactly. I surrendered exactly. And for me, that meant um, releasing my prejudice against this spirituality concept, this notion. And and I just decided that um, I was going to do whatever I was told, that I heard people here on the line say they were recovered, and I wanted that. And they said that this is what you needed to do, and I did it. You know, and so the awakening, the spirituality, really happened as a, as a result of following the, you know, directions exactly. And um, thank you. And then I had an awakening. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. And we've got time for one more share. Who would like to take it? Reva P. Reva, you got it. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. Good morning. This is Reva P., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Um, I noticed that it says it will solve my problem, and it's singular, and it's not problems, because I had a really rough day yesterday, and when I wake up on a morning like today, I can count like 15 problems, and I think that those are the problems, and I can go through each one and try to analyze them. Um, and figure it out. But this book tells me it will solve my problem because there's really only one problem. And you know what the problem is? The problem is everything. And you know where the problem begins? The problem begins with me. And once the food is down, the problem is my thinking because my thinking is distorted and everything everything seems like too much. Everything seems like i got to figure this out. But the main one problem is to get me out of the way. And that's what this book is about. It shows me exactly, with specific directions, how to get the blocks out of the way and how to tap into something that I never knew existed. And the second point I wanted to make is, yes, I I thought that well, I was in a cult when I first came in to my first meeting, and that word God put up a lot of resistance because you know what? We agnostics, the one that I knew was not the power that this program has taught me to tap into. I knew the rules of religion. I knew head knowledge about a God out there. I didn't know that there was a power personal to me, whether I call it God or divine director or it or the doorknob. It really doesn't matter. All I have to know at this point is I am not the solution. I can't figure it out, and I need some other power. And then I will follow the directions. And it's as a result of working the steps that I get to tap into that power. I don't sit and intellectualize. Let me just, you know, theorize what a power would be, and, oh, I'll just, you know, call at at my beck and call at my will. That's not how it works. I don't have to know anything. I just have to know it's not me. I do the work, and as a result, coming to the other side, it's like, oh, there's another way. Um, And I have to remind myself every morning, same old thing. Uh, With that, I pass. Thank you, Reva P., and thank you to everyone who has shared. Please join us for a second, unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. 
We will now read with the we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164 followed by the serenity prayer. And Blossom, could you read for us please from a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Hi, this is Blossom S, recovered compulsive overeater in Ohio. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your house is in order. So obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.